Well, good morning and welcome to Calvary Baptist Church. My name is Mary Alice and I'm the pastor here at Calvary. If you are new to Calvary, we are really glad that you're here today. I want you to know that you are welcome here. You will need a worship folder and one of the hymnals in front of you to guide you in worship today. Also, we would be honored for the opportunity to follow up with you if you are new to Calvary. And one way that can happen is if you would be willing to fill out the visitor card in your pew and place it in the offering plate later in the service. That's also a way that you can ask for more information about different ministries here at Calvary or let us know how we can be praying with you in the coming week. Well, I hear that our youth have had a Christmas movie bracket over the past month to vote on their all-time favorite Christmas movie. And Allie says it was a close vote between Home Alone, The Grinch, and The Santa Claus, but the winner of the championship was Elf, (laughs) which they watched at their Christmas party on Friday night. And one of my favorite moments in Elf is when Buddy is at Gimbel's, and he's just met Jovi. She's not in a great mood, so he says, "Uh uh-oh, looks like someone needs to sing a Christmas carol. (laughs) And she quickly says, oh, I don't sing. But he insists and says to her, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Good job, y'all. Well, in a sense, that is what we will be doing together in worship today. Today is our intergenerational choir-led worship service. Our choir has been practicing and preparing to lead us in worship today for months now. And as Randall often tells the choir, sometimes we sing ourselves into believing. Even on the days when we are not feeling like it. Even on days when life is hard or messy or painful, singing can often be what propels our faith, what gives us hope, what shows us a way forward. And on the days when we just can't sing the words ourselves, sometimes that's when we need to hear from others the most because their faith is carrying us too. Friends, I believe that singing is sacred. Songs have a power to take us somewhere we can never journey on our own. And today, songs will lead us to worship our Emmanuel, the God who is coming to be with us. And so as the choir sings and as we sing today, let us sing ourselves into believing as we prepare our hearts for the coming of our Lord. Amen.
Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Father, that is exactly why we are here today. Help us stop the rush of the world in our heads and in our hearts and help us seek your presence. We bring you our joys, but we also bring you our worries and our anxious thoughts. Emmanuel, God with us. Help us be fully present with you in this hour. We desire your love, your wisdom, your mercy, your peace, and a hope for tomorrow that can only come from you. What a radical difference your presence makes in us, in our families, in our world. In the season of Advent, help us to just rest in you. Sing to the Lord, ye saints of his. Praise his holy name. Amen.
We often think of Advent as a season of waiting, but it's not a time to sit around waiting aimlessly. After all, God is about to do something completely unexpected in our midst, and we do not want to miss it. This means as we wait, Advent is a season for us to pay attention, to be fully present to what God has entrusted to us, and to live each moment we are given. However, this becomes much more complicated in times when we are afraid. After all, if we sit in silence too long, our fears will almost always rise to the surface. Henry Nouwen says, fearful people have a hard time waiting because when we are afraid, we want to get away from where we are. How might we learn to sit with our fears this Advent, as uncomfortable as they may be, and to be present to each moment, even the moments that tend to make us anxious or afraid? When Gabriel visits Mary, when an angel visits Joseph in a dream, and when the angels appear before the shepherds in the night, the message is always the same. Do not be afraid. Of all the details concerning the birth of Jesus, why is this one so frequently repeated? 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Perhaps the angel's words, do not be afraid, are a way of saying that love will always endure. Today, as we light the third candle of our Advent wreath, imagine that Jesus is calling out to you, out to all of us saying, Behold, I'm about to do a new thing, but do not be afraid. My love will always find a way. Let us pray. God, we know that you are our Emmanuel coming to be with us. We confess today that there are so many moments that we are not with you. Help us to trust that even in our fears and uncertainties, you're always there. Your love always finds a way. May we learn to be present to each moment this Advent as we watch and wait and hope and pray for you to come. Amen.
A reading from the book of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. This is the word word of the the Lord. Lord.
There's a great story about a little girl who was chosen to be the angel of the Lord in her church's Christmas pageant. It was her job to wear tinsel in her hair and cardboard angel wings and to share the good news of Jesus' birth with the shepherds in their bathrobes. Well, the little girl worked and worked to memorize her lines. It is I, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Except when the night of the pageant came, the little girl started to get very nervous about being in front of so many people. And when her turn finally came, she became so unraveled that she ran out on stage, and instead of saying, it is I, do not be afraid, she said, here I am, and I'm scared to death. (laughs) And perhaps the little girl's words are truer for you and me today than we would like to admit. Here I am, Lord, and I'm scared to death. Here I am, and I'm scared about the future, what the new year will hold. Here I am, and I'm scared I'm not going to have the finances to make it through this month. Here I am, and I'm scared that no one in my family would accept me if they knew this thing about me. Here I am, and I'm scared about what life after school will look like for me. Here I am, and I'm scared about my health and what this means for my everyday life. Here I am, and I'm scared I might lose the person I love the most. Here I am, and I'm scared of death. Here I am, and I'm scared to be alone. Here I am, Lord, and you fill in the blank. It's interesting that this theme of fear falls on the third Sunday of Advent as we continue our journey of waiting for Christ to come. Because the truth is that when we are fearful, we have a hard time waiting for anything. When we sit in silence for too long, our fears almost always have this way of bubbling up to the surface. It almost seems like fear and Christmas shouldn't really go together. In fact, I read a sermon this week by someone who said, Christmas is the antidote to fear. But I would actually say the opposite, and that is that Christmas makes room for our fears. Because imagine just how fearful Mary must have felt when she received the angel's news, absolutely speechless, that although she was a virgin, she would give birth to a baby who would be the son of God. And that news settled in, and she must have quickly realized the cultural ramifications for a woman of her status becoming pregnant before wedlock. She actually could have been stoned to death. And imagine the fear Joseph must have felt in the pit of his stomach when he realized the same. Or when the shepherds were out in the fields that night, we tend to think that they were amazed by this incredible moment when the angel of the Lord appeared to them. But the text says their immediate response is that they were terrified. Or as another translation tells us, they were sore afraid. They didn't know what in the world was going on that night. 
And just think about how Mary and Joseph must have felt soon after that magical moment of Jesus' birth when they discovered that King Herod wanted to have their baby killed. And they would need to leave Bethlehem quickly in the middle of the night to escape. Friends, our Christmas story is filled with one moment of fear after another. And so if you are carrying a significant fear with you today, know that there is room for you in this story too. German theologian Karl Barth once wrote that Christmas without fear carries with it fear without Christmas. And maybe he was on to something. Maybe he meant that naming our fears is a genuine part of the Christmas journey. Because we truly can't receive the angel's news if we don't first inhabit the space of Mary and Joseph, the space of the shepherds, or the space of very real fear that many of us carried with us into this room today. You see, it's only when we allow ourselves to journey down the dark streets of that little town of Bethlehem that we can see this everlasting light. And it's there, perhaps only in the darkness, that we discover the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight, and that our God is big enough to carry them all. Dr. Mitri Rahab is the pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Christmas Church in Bethlehem, and he wrote this Christmas note several years ago that says the following. This stanza from O Little Town of Bethlehem was true 2,000 years ago, and it is still true in Bethlehem today. During this Christmas season, while the Palestinian community, comprising Christians and Muslims, was celebrating the lighting of the Christmas tree on Manger Square, young Palestinians who were demonstrating their longing for freedom were shot at, wounded, and some even killed by reinvading soldiers of the Israeli occupation. He says two contradictory phenomena are so poignantly met in Bethlehem as we continue to live between tear gas and Christmas ornaments, between shattered hopes and resilient faith. And so, still living in this space between both our hopes and our fears, we reaffirm our faith in the child of Bethlehem, who came so that we might have life and have it abundantly. From the little town of Bethlehem, he says, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. Friends, I wonder how we too might learn to live in this space between our hopes and our fears this Advent. How might we sit with our fears, as uncomfortable and overwhelming as that may be, and even as we look toward the hope that is to come? Here I am, Lord, and I'm scared to death. But I believe it is precisely in this moment that the angel of the Lord meets us here and says, Fear not, it is I. Do not be afraid. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee 
like to talk with one of our ministers about what it means to follow this Jesus who was born in that little town of Bethlehem so many years ago, or if you'd like to become part of our community of faith here at Calvary where we follow Jesus together, we would love to visit with you in the back of the sanctuary as we continue in worship.
Father, throughout our lives, no matter how old or how young we may be, you give us direction through your Holy Spirit about what we should do and how we should be, and we resist. We are fearful. And in response, your words come through to us, do not be afraid. May we heed those words and trust your enabling, trust your protection. May we rest in you. And now as we bring our tithes and offerings, I pray that you will move us to be generous with our money, but also generous with our lives. May this be a call to answer you in a strong and positive voice. Whatever you ask, Lord, I am your servant. I am yours.
As you're going today, a reminder that today is the last day of the Love Your Youth fundraiser that is helping our youth prepare for Passport Camp in North Carolina next summer. Thank you so much for giving generously to support our youth. I also want to invite all of you to my house this afternoon for a church-wide Christmas party. It is come and go from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. We will have lots of food. We've got some crafts for the kids, games in my backyard, and really it's just a time to be together as the Calvary family and enjoy the season together. Uh, My address is in the worship folder today, and I really hope to see a lot of y'all there. There will be no Sunday school the next two weeks. Uh, We hope that our faithful Sunday school teachers, volunteers, child care workers can all enjoy a slower pace on Sunday mornings during the holidays. And last, I think we all want to say a huge thank you to our intergenerational choir. They have been practicing and preparing for today since maybe September. Randall's probably been thinking about it much sooner than that. Um, Your music has truly helped to lead us in worship in such a beautiful way. Um, Thank you especially to Van Chaney, Chad Houck, Austin Harris, all of our guest musicians, and a very special thank you to Randall Bradley. Uh, We know this has been an incredibly difficult season for you, and yet you continue to inspire all of us to worship wholeheartedly, to sing ourselves into believing as we wait for Christ to come. You mean so much to the Calvary family, and know that all of our love is with you, Brenda, Isaac, and Hannah, in the days ahead. The choir is going to lead us in our benediction as we finish worship today. I was a seeker for light in a dark world. I looked for truth, but settled for lies. I had been blinded. I couldn't see. Till a star in Bethlehem's sky opened my eyes. I have seen the light shining in the darkness, bursting through the shadows, delivering the dawn. I have seen the light whose holy name is Jesus. His kingdom is forever. He reigns on heaven's throne. There 
her in a manger an innocent baby who could believe that he was the one I can believe it I know it's true He is the light. He is God's son. He is God's son. I have seen the light shining in the darkness, bursting through the shadows, delivering the dawn. I seen the light whose holy name is Jesus his kingdom is forever he reigns on heaven's throne we must tell the world what we've seen today in Bethlehem promised king we bow down and worship him we will worship Christ the king I have seen the light shining in the darkness Bursting through the shadows, delivering the dawn. I have seen the light, whose holy name is Jesus. His kingdom is forever. He reigns on heaven's throne. I have seen the light of Jesus. I have seen the light of the Lord. I have seen the light of Jesus. I have seen the light. I have seen the light of the Lord.